What's going on, fans? My name's Josh. I'm here with Matt. Hey. Today we're going to talk about Star Wars. We're going to talk about upcoming movies, Avengers Endgame, and Game of Thrones. Happy May the 4th. And this is the Nerd Force Podcast. So first of all, what we'd like to do in this podcast is give a very brief moment of silence for our man, Peter Mayhew. Rest in peace, Chewie. You will be forever remembered and iconicized um, within your role. And um, we, we can never thank you enough for what you have given us in, uh, in the character that you've betrayed and the dedication that you've had to a franchise. Yeah, so, rest, yeah, rest in peace, Chewie. There's no doubt that's, that's a tough pill right there. Yeah, absolutely. They've got, they're definitely, they've got a younger guy working on it now. Um, you know, it, it's just, he's, I don't, I don't know if you've noticed anything different, but he was, he was in, um, the last saga movie. Yeah. Um, so mannerisms and things like that. I didn't notice anything different. Um, as far as like what I could tell, like just one off watching it. Right. I mean, um, I haven't really sat down and did a full comparison either though, but I'm sure yeah. I could draw some things and, but I mean, just, you know, what Peter brought to Chewie, I yeah. mean, I mean, you know, without words really, you yeah, know, absolutely. he, uh, he, it was, it was iconic. And you're yeah. right, it's iconic, and, yeah, and he will be so, so missed. Yeah, I mean, even even if somebody's able to fill the shoes, right? Even if somebody's yeah. able to go in and be Chewy uh, uh, with the, the new guy that's, that's filling the shoes with Chewy, I forget what his name is. He's, he's Norwe- Norwegian or, like, um, uh, he's, he's Eastern European of yeah. some sort. Well, I'm sure he's over 6'7". Yeah, no, he's, he's, <laughs> he's definitely, like, around the same stature. He's, like, 7'2", seven, 7'4". Seven, yeah. So, um, mm. but there are some really good pictures. I mean, everyone obviously has probably seen them already, but go online and they got some behind the scenes shots from like New Hope with him and uh, Han and uh, different things that are just, uh, they're, they're, um, they're emotional. I mean, for someone that's so invested in Star Wars as much as we are, seeing that and, you know, it really, it makes you, it, it hurts, you know, it hurts to see it. And, and then when you can see those behind-the-scenes footage pieces, it's 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 interesting. Definitely take a look if you haven't yet already, which I'm sure most people have, or you've probably seen them already in the in the feeds. But yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's you know, a lot of people. The good thing about Peter was that he was he he was accessible, right? Yeah. In the same way that we're accessible, but he was he was much higher in the rankings than we are, and he he still humbled himself to be accessible to, to people like you and I, right? Sure. So right. he would, anybody that wanted to come out and give him a hug or, or give him a handshake, then he was, yeah. he was more than willing to be that guy that would come out. And yeah. He was, he was the kind of guy that, that never got tired of being chewy. Um, yeah. Speaking so, of that, let's, I mean, not to switch gears completely. No, I no. mean, obviously you mean, uh, yeah, you know, R.I.P. with him for sure. But there's a really good documentary. I don't know if you saw that on Netflix. It's about the guy that played Darth Vader mm-hmm. and how originally it was going to be his voice and everything yeah. behind that. 
and how it ended up being James Earl. Well, Ray. it was originally going to be George Lucas, right? Right, and then yeah. it ended up being then, James Earl. Yeah, and then but but the whole time that he was in that role, he didn't he wasn't even a, completely aware that it wasn't going to be his voice. Yeah, and then basic basically he was the actor in the in the Netflix show, and I'm trying to remember I can't remember the name of it. it it's available definitely. It's a, it's a great watch, and it gives a little bit of uh, behind the scenes. And what I really was impressed with that is the way that you know um, James made sure to say sure. that hey, you know I'm just the voice. Yeah, you know, and the voice obviously iconic of yeah. of course, but that other the way that that other guy portrayed him with the movements. Yeah, and all that and that in itself. I mean, body language with Darth Vader is half half of it, you yeah. know. And, yeah, and uh, he's he talks about it a lot, and it's like you know he's never really got his due. Who who's the guy that plays um what's his name? What's the character's name uh, in Doom Patrol? Um, the robot. Yeah, but that actor, like yep. the the guy that voices the robot. Yeah. Um, or we're mm-hmm. butchering mm. this. This is terrible. Maybe I I could have named it earlier because I I literally just watched something on him earlier. <laughs> But um, the guy, and, and this is also terrible, uh, Fra- Fraser. Um, anyways, but um, uh, yeah, he, he the guy that was in the mummy. Um, he Brendan he, Fraser. Brendan, Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Yes. Yeah. So Brendan Fraser has done um, interviews to where he's talked about like the the differences because it's a different guy in the suit, right? right? So he's he's talked about like the the differences between you know he he's he's the voice and being different. Dan Vader, they've had, you know, Brendan Fraser as the guy that was within the, uh, he, he's actually acted on screen as a character as well, but, you know, he's, he's talked about, like, like the guy that's in the suit and how, how much, like, he's able to portray the, the, the dialogue and things through yeah. acting in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it'd be much more interesting, like, like, to think about, like, somebody that's, that's not necessarily knowing that they're thinking that way. Um, right. You know, that's actually acting. Yeah. As if they were like, they were doing the entire part. Um, you know, it, it, it's more, I think it's probably, probably a little bit more interesting to, to look at things from that view of lens than, than somebody that's knowing that they're sure they're just doing the, the, the movements. Yeah. And there's challenges both ways. I mean, yeah. there's really challenges both ways because really, I mean, you know, the, the, the guy that's doing the non, the nonverbal pieces mm-hmm. ha- has his intentions. And then the person doing the voice is reading the page, viewing this has their intentions. And if it doesn't match up, you know, that's a challenge. Yeah. And you know, Brendan Fraser obviously is a great actor, so oh, I mean, yeah, it's not yeah. a problem for him to, to to be able to pull that off. But I guess it's probably similar to animation, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and not to go on a, like a Brendan Fraser thing. I mean, we we obviously haven't heard anything from Brendan Fraser for a long time, possibly because of some allegations within Hollywood um, with uh, some some Me Too type of stuff. Sure. On on his side, um, yeah. as him as the victim, um, right. but. And it's great to see to see home back. I've sure. always been a Bernard Fraser fan. Oh yeah, I love the Mummies movies. I mean, I, I mean, it was kind of a throwback. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you're talking about like, and nostalgic for me. Like you're you're talking about Mummy, but even before then, you had the uh, Pauly Shore Caveman movie. Oh yeah, Encino um, Man. Yeah, Encino Man. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah. So yeah, and don't go back. It goes further than that. It goes to School Ties. 
Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So and that I think it was probably his first breakout role was that one. Yeah. Yeah. And that was uh, he's been good. I mean, I I enjoy watching him. He did a couple stinkers. Journey to the Center of the Earth. Wasn't uh, that him? Yeah, that was the first one with him. Yeah. But yeah, I'm it, not a fan. It was critically acclaimed, but I mean, it doesn't speak too much, right? Like, I mean, yeah, critically you know, acclaimed usually means I'm not going to yeah. watch it. Yeah, you so. got to take them between a list. You're like, like between critically acclaimed and, and user representative. If you're, if that era of Rotten Tomatoes existed back then. Yeah. Go between the two, but. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he did that. He did the, the one to where like he was the, uh, he met the devil, which was the, the chick from, uh, from Frasier. The oh yeah girl, yeah but, yeah yes you know, the British girl yep yeah Lilith yeah so I mean he he's done a lot and I mean you know he's a very good actor and it's yeah. great to see him back um but I mean not to go on a uh, uh, Brendan Fraser rant which I mean we could spend all day on that because he's a great actor but um to get back to the Star Wars piece of all yeah yeah you know, I, I I want to. It's it's May the fourth now um, officially. We've we've waited intentionally a little bit longer than than usual to to record on May the fourth. We've got a lot of May the fourth activities planned up. Um, it's not only May the fourth this year, but it's also Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. So we'll be at our local comic book store, Soundwave. Yeah. Um, and we will be going and grabbing uh, comic books from there. But we've also got a uh, cookout as far as um, for for a team. Snoking meats. Yeah, snoked meats, baby. Snoked Barbecue meats. competition. Yeah. Yes. So, so we'll let you know how that how we panned out uh, next week, which I'm sure will be will be victorious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll do a live Q and A. Not yeah. that you'll catch it from this uh, recording, but yeah, we'll um, post a little bit too. We'll post a little bit. Yeah. Um, make you make you jealous a little bit. Mouth water. Yeah, we do we do other things in comic books, movies, and so forth. We also uh, smoke a lot of meat. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, no, barbecue. Rub, rub each other's meat, smoke each other's meat. Not sure if that's explicit or not, but we're, we're obviously talking about ribs and yeah. smoked meats there. But um, So, you know, with it being May the 4th, I kind of wanted to get into um, where where did the, the, the Star Wars saga begin with you? What got you into Star Wars... What was your first experience with Star Wars? Oh. Um, You'll love this. Yeah. All right. Well, believe it or not, I was eight years old. <laughs> that tells you how old I am, right? So. I think the word that you're looking for is geriatric. Geriatric, yes. <laughs> I was wheeled in today. But um, so let me move my oxygen tank and I'll tell you. So, uh so basically, um, the I saw Star Wars at the time I was living in in England as an as a uh, as a military brat, and uh, at that time, movies in England still had intermissions too. Believe that. Oh. So uh, every movie you'd go to, there was an intermission. People would they would come through, ladies carrying candy trays and stuff. <laughs> I mean, the British hold on a little bit longer than Americans yeah. do. But so I went to it. And I, I literally, and I, and I kid you not when I say that, I went to this movie, sat through it, and I was like, I was just absolutely, I had lost my mind. I literally didn't even know how to even visually take it in. Because at that point, there was nothing 
I mean, nothing like this. You had Space 1999, which yeah. you could see the cables and Thunderbirds and, and stuff like that. I mean, you didn't have this. And that level at that time was so cutting edge that it was almost like you couldn't even believe it. No. So, you know what I did promptly after seeing it? I walked out of that theater, and I got right back in line, and I went and saw it again. So that's my experience, my first experience with Star Wars. And at that point, I was hooked. So the next day, I went down to the, uh, the little local shop in my town, and I was buying Star Wars trading cards. And that began the whole machine for me in the millions of dollars I probably have invested in Star Wars since. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So... That is, uh, that's my first, that's my first exposure. And then it, after that, it was just toy after toy after toy. And it was like, you know, it was always waiting for the next toy, you know, and then, you know, sending off for the, the characters waiting on the cardboard and all that other business that went along with it, you know, and having the, the retractable lightsaber uh, characters, you know, yeah. and different things like that. And, you know, I look back and, you know, I'll be honest with you, I had them all. And, you know, I was fortunate enough that, you know, my parents would do that. Uh, but it was only for Christmas and birthdays and special occasions. And yeah. I had to have to wait. Yeah. You know, but the day that I received the Death Star with the little spongy balls in the bottom and all that stuff, dude, it was just, it was just, it was fan fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And to this day, um, I'm not ashamed to say it, I played with those toys to the point they were just unplayable. Yeah. And you know what? I don't regret it. I mean, you know, yeah, well, do I wish they were mint today? Well, sure. But you know what? The amount of joy that I experienced yeah. with that, forget okay. about it. Because what I didn't have, if I was waiting on getting the land speeder, if I was waiting on getting the TIE fighter, or I was waiting on the X-Wing, or I was waiting on the whatever, the Jawwall crawler, well, when I got that, that was a great day. The Jawwall crawler, that was sweet. Mm -hmm. But then you just made it. So basically I would have my toys, the, the legit toys, and then mm -hmm. what I didn't have, I would just make out of whatever I had, and that was the, that was it. I mean, there could be I used a lot of styrofoam, yeah. and then I would just cut them, cut it down, put you know whatever. I remember yeah. taking like uh, round eye hooks for for wheels on the bottom, you know, make them like wheels or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. and that's what I did. And so I just made those pieces until I got them, yeah. and eventually I got them all, and then eventually I destroyed them all. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my first exposure, and it, and I had it hasn't it hasn't changed for me for every movie that comes out. I feel the same way. Yeah. yeah. What about you, though? What about you? So, I mean, you know, the my first exposure was um, a little later than yours, but um, I was the first time I watched Star Wars. It was I was I was at my dad's place, and for those that don't know me personally, I my my parents separated when I was very young. My my dad lived um, about four hours away from where my mom and I lived at the time. And I was ever at my dad's place one one day, and we I, I remember having a like a Tostino's pizza, like the the cheap you know um, great pizza. Oh, at least at the time. I know what you're talking yeah. about the Buck Ninety Niners. Yeah, Buck Ninety Niners, <laughs> like like uh, 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 little square pepperonis. Yeah, what's, what's the <laughs> what's the noodles like the the ramen noodles? Yeah, like style pizza. It was it was that, and then we my dad introduced me to star wars and it's it's always been it's always been nostalgic to me but not not nostalgic in a way that i obviously like obviously i've grown to love and appreciate the the series more than that but 
some way it always brings me back to that point. So like, not only did I, I not have a care in the world, but, you know, I was, I was there with my old man and, um, it was, it was, it was just, it was a point of joy for me in a young childhood innocence type of way. And, um, no matter what the series becomes, it's, it's always going to bring me back to that point. So, you know, it's that, that's where, that's where, and that's where my, um, love of Star Wars began. Um, you know, what I would like to know, um, is where does, what is the, what does the saga overall mean to you? Like what, what separates Star Wars from everything else? Even, I mean, you know, as great as the MCU has become, the Star Wars holds a separate place for all of us, right? Star Wars, Star Wars holds this place in our hearts that that is as maybe as equal now as the the MCU, but but it took the MCU for a long time to get there. Um, and some of us, it's it's much larger than the MCU still. But what what sets it's still set apart from from anything sure. else? No, what what, no, what makes the it. saga that? Well, for me, one two things. One is it to me it, it is still I, I I'll go to the grave. I will be Star Wars before MCU forever. Mm. Um, but I think what you you kind of just hit the nail on the head, right? Yeah. So I think everyone that's exposed to Star Wars at a certain age, yeah. any, like younger children that were exposed, because like. What happens? People that that I, I was impacted by it, yeah. and it was so mesmerizing to me that then, of course, then I exposed my kids to it. So it becomes a generational hand down in a sense too. And what it does is it it brings back and the feelings that you had, it, they don't go away. That's why Star Wars, in my mind, even though they've done some things that in movies I'm like, are you kidding me? You yeah. know, let's not. Why are you guys doing this? Huh. They get a pass. Because you know, I, I it to me, it still just goes back to the joy that I had as a kid, you know. And I think that every time I go to, I'm like a kid when I go to the Star Wars movie. Uh, when we went to go see the the Last Jedi, yeah. I, I'm buying the the 20 ounce drink with the with the R2 topper and the and the and the tub and everything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, what am I doing with that now? I yeah. haven't drank out of my topper since. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I use the cup. But, uh, you know, and it's like, you I mean, you are. And it takes you back to a point. It's like going to Disney World. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, that's what it is that's to me. It's experience. like I go in, I don't have a care in the world. And I'll tell you what, it's not just me. Because when they did, uh, like, the Phantom Menace and, and those ones, that's at a point where I wasn't, you know, where I was at living and so forth. I didn't have a lot of people that were as into it as me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I knew it was getting released. And I bought my tickets, and I'm going to go see a show at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm leaving work, and I go in to sit down in the movie theater, okay? And I'm looking around, and there's a whole bunch of other dudes in there in shirts and ties my age, you know what I mean, that are doing the exact same thing. You know what I mean? And it's like I looked forward to that for like all day long. You yeah. know what I mean? It was like, oh, God, I can't wait. I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait, you know? And that's like anything that Star Wars puts out, it's the same thing. It's always, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I think it always goes back to that childish nature in a sense. No, I and, think I mean, it, it, it's not just that. I mean, obviously the story yeah. is great, you know? Yeah. 
But the, that's where it resonates with me. It, key, it just, it, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. No, I, I think you captured it perfectly. Like it, it's, it's the, it's the, the feeling of going to Disney World captured in a mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. Luckily enough, I mean, we live in a day to where we can um, soon go to those places and, and actually be in, fully immersed. Yeah. Within uh, the the culture, but. You know, up until this point, it's it's been that it's been the the, the immersion of what we have um, into to childhood innocence. It's, it's um, enjoy. Good, know, good. You know what you just said. Good point. Childhood innocence, right there. Yeah. Because when I go, I don't have a care in the world. No, Josh. I'm not thinking about anything. I, I'm not thinking about anything. Yeah. But am I going to get a good seat? And am I going to get the armrest? Yeah. That's all I'm worried about. Yeah. You know, so. Oh. Where's a good lightsaber battle going to be at? Exactly. Who shot first, Han or or Guido? Yes. That's that's about it. That's the extent of politics within within Star Wars, Mm -hmm. as far as the Star Wars fans are concerned, as far as dividing politics, at least. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's it's a simplistic story, and it's it's very adept to, um, you know, anybody. And anybody yeah. can go in and enjoy it. I think one, I tell you one thing that I find really fascinating, and, 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 and I'm sure people that are listening have probably gone on and done this, but go on, and there's a ton of different YouTube clips of this. And it's it's parents that have shown their kids the movies. Yeah. And then they film their children. Doing the, no, I'm not your father. Film. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That is so priceless. And that right there that's where it captures you because as an adult you want your kids to experience that same thing yeah. and you're going to want it with your kid i had it with my kids yeah. you know what i mean and i'm telling you what it's so cool that is so cool because that shows you the power of those movies and how well they hold up oh they're timeless they're timeless i, I think that you know it's it's within the the same way that um gone with the wind is now you know sure. it's yeah and um yeah it's 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 going to be the same throughout the ages. I think yeah, it's my not going away. It's yeah. not going to go. It's just not going to go away. Yeah. It's just something that they will trot out for. I mean, everyone's going to do it. My kids will do it with their kids. You know what I mean? Every. It's just. It's the. It's just. If you're in that Star Wars life, baby, you're in that Star Wars life. Yeah. And uh, and I think that. I mean, I just when I meet people and say I've never watched Star Wars, I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, I have sat through some stupid, stupid movies. Just to say that I've been through these movies, and no, you you don't have two hours to sit down and watch Star Wars yeah. in your lifetime. You've been yeah. alive this long and you haven't seen Star Wars yet. I yeah. almost want to just sit them down and pry their eyes open, clockwork, clockwork orange style, and just yeah. you know watch the movie. Just, yeah, just a new hope. Yeah. yeah, just start with that. Just start yeah. with that, yeah. and you, you want to know. You're gonna want to know. Yeah. So, so with with that. How, what would your current recommendation of order be? How would you, if somebody was come to you and they've never watched Star Wars before, if, if Daniel, my son, um, was to come to you at a later age, and that would kill you if he came to you first and didn't come to me. But well, that wouldn't happen. But. If, if, he, if, he, if he came to you and he said that, uh, you know, I, I'm interested in Star Wars, I've never seen it, and you're... You're to say to him, "Well, let's start on this movie and then go forward until current." How would you rate? How would you? How would the viewing order look? For me, yeah, it would be you. my viewing order, okay, which was New Hope. 
Okay. That's where you start. To me, that's where you start. That's where so I started. Original, yep. and then you go prequels. Yes. How'd you do the inner workings of Rogue One and so? Well, I, I think that once I think Rogue One, which by the way, we haven't really discussed Rogue One, and I think that we should at some point because yeah. that really has been one of the best Star Wars movies recently. I really, yeah, I really, I wasn't really as enjoyed crazy that. about it as you are, but yeah. um, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I think in order for you to appreciate Star Wars Rogue One, you have to have a basis. Yeah. And I think that, you know, where that would fit in, you could fit it in. You could fit that in in the first three, you know. Um, but uh, I would probably, if I had to do it, I would do the first three, then do that one. Rogue One. Yeah. And then do Rogue One. That That then gives you more perspective into those three, and then move on from there. Well, Solo? Uh, solo, I would probably wait until we're done. Yeah. I would wait until we're done. And, you know, again, we talked about Solo before. I think Solo, you know, is a decent movie. It's a good movie. Good uh-huh. movie. And, again, I mean, it has its moments, too, obviously, that, that weren't the best. But I think that at that point, too... You'll appreciate Solo, I think, more as you know more about Solo, too. Yeah. You know, I don't think that watching Solo is going to help you appreciate Solo more in the movies. I think it's going to help you fill in anything that you might be lacking yeah. with Solo. So to me, that would that would be you know the kind of the way it's come now. You know, let that go to let it go to the end. I gotcha. And that's where I would that's where that's where I'd put Solo. Yeah. You're reforming my decisions. As I'm basing this. What were you thinking? Where were you going to put Solo? I was going to put Solo at the beginning. Um, not not the beginning of the beginning. But I was going to do A New Hope. And then you re- watch Rogue One. To get the, which would fit. Which, would, which fit. would be a very good fit. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. And then then you watch Solo. And then you go on to four, uh, 5, 6. Um, but I would go now talking about it. I'd probably go um, New Hope, and then Rogue One, and then Five Six, and then Solo, prequels, um, and then the uh, the Seven Eight. It, it you know what it works no matter what. It yeah. really I mean yeah. it does. It works no matter what. It just I think that you know depending on how quizzical your kids are too, because yeah. like with mine. Um, you know, when they saw New Hope, they started asking me questions. I'm like, I don't have answers for this. And because children watch this on a much different level than what, you know, they watch it on the level that I watched it as a kid. But, you know, all the things that I, like, I was so obsessed with the different characters and all the names of this and all that and everything, you know. But, you know, over the years, you kind of just, like, realize, okay, that's, you know, what scene it's in. You know, this is where these people live and they do this and they do that. But it got to the point where they kept asking me so many questions that I actually uh, used to take them to Barnes and Noble and get the Star Wars encyclopedia out and just say okay, and, and it was a big book. Let me tell you, I wasn't mm. going to purchase that book. Yeah, it was like eighty remember. bucks. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, that. It, yeah, it's huge. And so they would say, okay, so on this, and this, who's this guy? And I'd have to go through. And I'm like, that's who it is. Yeah. You know, and then they would take it in and all that type of stuff. But you know, one thing I find really interesting though is. One of my kids, he watches movies, 
and he's he memorizes them. Like yeah. he can basically line for line recite movies to you. He knows like Night at the Museum line for line. You know, yeah. he knows all these things line for line. But what I found really interesting is I was trying to. I, I was being the uber Star Wars dad, and I was really pushing Star Wars, you know. Yeah. And it didn't have to. It wasn't. It was an easy push, no, but no. I was trying to really hammer it home. So I went to the UCD store and I was buying the soundtracks too. Yeah. So I'm playing these. These my kids are young at this point, you know, and I'm playing them. And they were saying, and then Grayson's in the back of the car saying, "Hey, oh, this is where so and so. Oh, this is where this is. This is the. So they're not. He's not only watching the movie. No, he's yeah, made he's, the association." Yeah. With the, with, the, with the wonderful score that Williams has put together for every yeah. piece of all these movies. And, I mean, that's just that's that in itself. Having him behind all that, that's... I don't think these movies would be nearly what they were without that, too. No, absolutely. Without yeah. it. It just wouldn't be there. But I think that that's interesting, too, that they even... Like, he takes it to one step even above. Yeah. Further than me. I mean, you, obviously, we know marches, and we know this, and we know different... different but, like... Like the negotiations on Naboo. Yeah. I mean, who knows that song? Anakin song. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I I gave him his Star Wars nerd card right there on the spot. So. Yeah. So speaking of um, Star Wars and uh, Star Wars has an upcoming movie. Um, obviously episode nine's coming up. Um, and we want to talk about some other upcoming movies. Um. I know specifically you've been working on some stuff um, that for upcoming movies. What do you have, Matt? Oh yeah, well, so like I'm interested to see what's coming out. I mean, I think everyone saw the Sonic trailer. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, again, I, I was okay. So I was thinking in my mind, okay, how many video game movies have actually been successful? Mm. I can think of one. Tomb, uh, the last Tomb Raider was pretty successful. Okay, Tomb Raider. Okay, and and even the Jolie Tomb Raider. Yeah, I would I would put the the most recent tomb like as far as financially successful, probably the Jolie. No, just successful. Yeah, I would put the. Okay, the oh, most I recent put it this way: watchable. Watchable, yeah. The yeah most, okay. I, I wouldn't even put the most true. In the quality of movies that we have now, I wouldn't put the the Jolie Tomb Raider in there. Oh I no, I think the, it, I think at the time uh, you disagree. I disagree yeah, with you. Uh, on that. Contextually, at the time, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think at the time, yeah. I think she embodied that character, and I think that Pretty she. Well. But, I think but she, having the new girl in there. Yeah, that's a different twist though, because that plays but, more into the Tomb Raider that's on game right now. Yeah, which is the same girl. Well, but, it's, it's yeah. still Laura Croft. Yeah, but the Laura Croft. I'm saying the same actress. Huh? So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the tomb. Okay, let's yeah. let's talk. What is it's, that? It's what was that? Nineties, nineties Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so nineties Tomb, tomb Raider, Raider with Angelina Jolie, like right? Rocky and yeah. Okay, that one. Yeah. Okay, she. I think Angelina Jolie did a fantastic job as yeah. Laura Croft. Yeah. I mean, with the, the eh, and all the grunting and the and the lifting and the jumping and the shooting and the and she did a good job. And I'm yeah. not even. I don't. Even, I'm not a huge fan of her work, but I mean, oh, I, yeah. I think that. That and Cradle of Life that they did was they were they were they were good. Yeah, and I think this Tomb they're Raider watchable, right? they were yeah. watchable. Yeah, they're they're still on today on TNT and everything else. So there's somebody's watching them. So, yeah. but the um and the new Tomb Raider I enjoyed. I thought it was pretty good too. Yeah, you know I like I like the more grittier, edgy Tomb Raider, which is what we're getting now. Yeah, you know compared to the more sleek, soft. soft you know that yeah. well, I don't know soft would be the right word, but it was more. 
Un, just, uneducated, like like uh, unexperienced. Well, not unexperienced because Angela, she was very experienced. She was very yeah, I'm, I'm just saying like Angelina Jolie is like they started Angelina Jolie's Tomb Raider off in a different area than what they started. Sure. Oh like, yeah. Yeah yeah. Correct. Like Correct. Yeah. They all. I mean, they rebooted yeah, it. I mean, it was a complete just, reboot. You get as as you go and learn these things, you get and experience you know the things that Laura Croft experienced over time. You get yeah. Harder, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just think that they did a good such. job in the 90s Tomb Raider with capturing the little the little nuances yeah. of Laura Croft because I mean no, I played yeah. I played those games I played all of them and they were great fantastic games and um, and I think they were able to bridge that gap so to me that's probably one of the only ones I mean you can go down the list I mean you know Mortal yeah, Kombat stinks Mortal Kombat uh, uh, Mortal Kombat like I would I would. It's watchable, like for uh, after five beers. I don't know about that. Like the first one, I wouldn't say the second one's definitely not. But the first one was the second one necessary. No, it no. Was, but you gotta look back contextually. Like, what else did you yeah. have whenever the the second one came out? You had you had um, the purple mask, right? Or or the um, what was the what was the superhero film with the purple mask? Um, the Phantom. The Phantom, right? Billy Zane. Uh, Billy Zane, the Phantom. Yeah, but you know what? See, that's that's see. Okay, so that's another one. Now, I, I didn't care for it, but I did not watch that contextually at all because the Billy the, the, that that character like to go, was from radio. Go. That was from radio shows. Yeah. So that's I mean they took a radio show. But so was so was um. What was the what was the dark one that that um who oh, what's the what's the band of brothers that like that's Hollywood driven the guy that was on Third Rock or yeah John Lithgow not Third Rock um Third and Rock or whatever the one that um oh you made Lemons and Alec Baldwin yeah Alec Baldwin the one that Alec Baldwin played the superhero um that Alec Baldwin played I'm blanking. Um, it was the the it was it was along the lines of the Phantom like like but it was um, Darkman Darkman oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Darkman yeah nah yeah I'd like to go I mean during whenever we have like a slower week I'd like to go and do like we should get together sometime whenever we, yeah whenever we get the house empty coming up soon we should. We should find those and watch them. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely will because I'd rather I'll pay for I, them on Amazon. Like, uh, oh I'll, yeah, we'll do that. I mean, they spared no expense with Phantom. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, this was that was a long time ago, but I remember like Burger King or McDonald's. Somebody had a tie-in uh, with them, they? and you got like little rings and and everything yeah. else. I mean, it was like a big push Rock for tier. that. You know, but I think what I, my my time was talking about video game movies. So yeah. those aren't video game movies. No, but, no, no. But well, I'm we, just saying contextually, that's that's what you had was was things yeah. like the Phantom. And, yeah. Like but that, the thing which is I with the just don't remember as well. I mean, if I remember the as Phantom, moral combat. yeah. But I think that with like with Phantom too, I don't think they were dealing with a lot of of uh, super complex or no, challenging no, type was, of things. It was more no, of a high ghost, the, long the, ranger, silver it was thing. The mask, and it was yeah. it was just you know. Like you, yeah. you set up the premise of it, and then you go right. off and but there's a bad guy conflict, yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's. You know, same same storyline yeah. done over and over again. So, but but anyways, back to Sonic though. So yeah. So on the trailer, um, I'm like I'm thinking in my mind, okay, is this gonna work? Okay, 
And my, my first thing is like, th- th- you got to be kidding me. They're actually going to do a Sonic movie. I'm like thinking, oh, are you kidding? And then, of course, it's like, well, you know what? I played Sonic. My yeah. kids have played all the Sonics. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's a ginormous fan base. This trailer comes out, and next thing you know, there's all this fan uproar about how Sonic looks, too. Yeah. So now they're going to go back, and they're going to correct these issues that these people are talking yeah. about with the character. But I think that what this movie might... I, my gut's telling me it's going to be stupid. But yeah, but I will tell you what could make this, okay? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Jim Carrey can carry this on his back. Absolutely. And I think that 100%. what you see so far with his character, Jim Carrey, you got to realize too, he's been out of the pictures a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He hasn't he, done he's, much. He's, he's on his comeback tour. Right? Yeah. He, well, yeah. He was. He's laid low for quite a while. And this is the Jim Carrey that we all like. It's the Ace Ventura type of Jim Carrey. Yeah. It's the, it's you know the, the, the pre-Riddler Jim. Carrey. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. don't get me wrong. Dumb I think. I think. I, yeah. Oh, well, that is a cinematic <laughs> piece of just <laughs> wonder. That is you just absolutely. Say, yeah. say enough about that. Yeah. And uh, oh, that was that's just dumb, dumb and dumber. Hands down. Yeah. Absolutely great. But I mean, I don't get me wrong. I actually. I think that you know what happened with Jim too is he did two things after that those big comedic successes that kind of changed his trajectory a little bit with the Cable Guy and the Truman Story and I think that the Cable Guy was very dark, yeah, very dark and I think that it showed a different piece of Jim and and I think that the Truman Show did the same type of thing. You weren't getting the Jim Carrey that you were used to, and I think yeah. that I mean that's what kind of helped. You know, evolve him. He did what he did that what internal sunshine, I think. Yeah, or internal something. sunshine. Yeah, that's where, that's where I was gonna put it, like his pivoting point. Yeah, I yeah. I don't see it like a, a cable cable guy. Yeah, it's, that dude, it's that's a very dark. dark yeah, that's it's a dark. very dark character from. I've never thought of, the, of it that way though. Yeah, it's very but, dark. In you know, my opinion, it's very dark. It's it's dark, right? But it, it definitely like shows his trajectory on. Yeah. Well, on not to mention, what about the Andy Kaufman? Andy Kaufman, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, and that actually, there's a, another Netflix uh, thing on uh, on that that's really oh, worth Man watching. Man on the Moon. And yeah, that, it talks uh, about how he truly immersed himself into that character, and it was to the point where people didn't know. And I think that it was like the same way you didn't know with Andy Kaufman, right? Yeah. You, you, people still don't know. They still talk about him. Yeah. I'm so, sure. yeah, I mean, he, he went all that way, and I think, you know, we're going down that rabbit hole, but I think going back to, to what we were talking about with Sonic... It's like I'm thinking, okay, how are you going to make this work? Yeah. You know, and then I'm thinking, oh, so now you got glue, you got some glue, and, yeah, and Jim so, Clary is going to be that glue that's going to be able, I yeah. think, to make this profitable. So in I think a they're, sense. I think they're definitely taking definitely taking strides in the right direction, right? Like as a as a kid that grew up with Sonic in the in the '90s, and I the first the second game system I had. The first game system was NES, but the second game system I had was a Sega Genesis, and I, I played Sonic day and night. Um, Sonic 2, uh, in fact. Um, but it was, uh, you know, the way that they're they're approaching it, and the, they've they've realized some some shortfallings with it. I think if they go and take the character now, and that, that we talked about this before, but they're, they're, they're talking about doing revisions with the character, right? And they're, as far as graphically. Yeah, I'm assuming at least, right? Yeah, and um, it's a hundred percent CGI, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably where where they realize the pitfalls. Yeah, been at. 
Um, I think everything else about the characters great. You you give them a couple of chili dogs, and then you've got Sonic, right? As far yeah. as personality goes, the 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 shortfall there, I think, is we're nostalgia based, and if you can if you can pivot this movie and make it geared towards people my age, yes, instead of like a, a, a um, Yogi the Bear type of movie that they did, you know, oh, uh, ten years ago or so. Which should have never happened. Yeah, but you know they're they're they were trying to bring on a new audience. I think that's what they were trying to do yeah. with Sonic. Yeah, but I think the Sonic. I mean, Yogi is a carryover. If you if you were into you were into Yogi. Yeah, it's because it's a carryover. I'm before but my time. But you right? are the genesis of the Sonic generation yeah. in a sense. So what they're, I think that they're really going to pivot off of is like you got a kid, you're yeah. going to go to the movies. Yeah, and you, and you can't take your kid to see Endgame. You know yeah. what I mean? You're, you're going to take your kid. You're why? I would. I would yeah. take my kid to go see Sonic if they wanted to go see Sonic. Yeah. Or if I want to take him to the movies and I had that or some ridiculous cartoon I didn't want to see, yeah. I'm going to see Sonic. Yeah. You know, and I think it's going to make money. I think it's going to. I, I actually, my initial take was like, please don't do this. Second take when I thought about it a little bit and I, exactly what you just said. Is exactly where it's at. It's going to hit that wheelhouse, not just with yeah. with people that your age too that don't have kids are still going to go, but you are also other ones that your age that have kids are going to take their kids. Yeah. So it's going to do well. I think yeah. it's going to be one of those type of movies. And then there'll be a sequel, and I do think that Jim's going to is going to yeah. hit a home run in this. Yeah, I think I think if they play it well. There'll be there'll be a sequel. I think I think if they go the nostalgic route, where like they'll get parents invested enough to like. Yeah. But I saw I saw a picture to where on Twitter I think um, this past week to where somebody has had changed the eyes to the original mm-hmm. eyes instead of like mm-hmm. instead of circular mm-hmm. white eyes yep. around. Um, That's and the, with the first thing. The yeah. first thing my son said to me when he saw the trailer is like, "Oh, really? Doesn't it, those? What's wrong with his eyes?" Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. He didn't say anything Put about on, the teeth. Have have him wear some white gloves. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he he's already got the red shoes right. And so I think so. You know, make them make it make it nostalgia's sake for nostalgia's sake, right? And that's that's the way that you turn this around. Mm-hmm. Is is that's where Dude, if you're doing it, just do it that way. I mean, yeah. come on, you're already asking people to believe that there's an outer space hedgehog here to save the world. Yeah. So let's think about this. Just put some gloves on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree completely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's. I think I think they're definitely taking. It seems like they're taking strides in the right direction. I think they'll do okay. I'm I'm interested to see where it comes out at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who's you know. the guy in it? Um, the one there's yeah, the, there's a very the, fun that fun, that's a very funny scene where he has the bag and he's holding the bag and in Sonic's inside the bag. Yeah, and, and, he's, and like, he's pulling the zipper closed because I can't he breathe goes, in here. It smells. Do you have like, your kid in your bag? And he's like, No, yeah. no, it's not my kid. Well, it's a it's a kid. Yeah. But it's not my kid. <laughs> yeah. So now I, that, that that's gonna help because I mean yeah. if you can get that with not with understanding what you're gonna get from Jim. Yeah. I, I think you that, that the, could pull through. You gotta go the '90s Disney route, right? Yeah. You've got you've got to have jokes that interest the parents without without and the, destroying the childhood right. of the kids. So right, right there is a beautiful. That's like right there the double entendre, right? Yeah. So you got. The kid's thinking, oh, that's funny. There's a kid. He said they've got a kid in the back. <laughs> but you're thinking, oh, the, these other people are thinking, they've got a kid in the back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's 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 perfect. Yeah. That, that, to me, 
is so reminiscent, and I swear to God, one of the best written ever is Shrek. Yeah. Shrek does that better than anyone's ever done it. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, when you talk about that, you can watch that movie on two different levels and get the same amount of enjoyment. You can agree. watch it as a kid, watch it later, you watch it a different way. It's That is so cleverly done and so well written. I don't even know who wrote it, but I tell you what, whoever did, and they, they pulled that through most of them. They really did. I was impressed with that. Absolutely. Well to get well to get as far as um so, movies go. So other 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 uh, movies that are coming up. Um He-Man. Okay. Are we ready for another He-Man? I'm ready for a Skeletor standalone, but He-Man okay, I'll take it. Uh, they, now, they just came out with the She-Ra. So we we gotta come on the backbones of they, they came out with the She-Ra Netflix series, which I haven't watched and I don't think it's doing live well. action? No, cartoon. Oh. Live action, though, I mean, I don't know. It, it, I'm, I'm interested. This has been in the works for a little while, right? So, I mean, there's, there's been news of this for, for about a year or so Yeah. on the, the He-Man. Well, they part. announced the guy playing it. They, they picked Who, a good guy. I, you know, it's a, it's a, I think he's an unknown. He may have done some other stuff, like probably maybe CW work or something. I don't know. But he's that like standard teen guy. But he has that big, thick neck. You know, and that jawline thing, and I mean, they put once they put the Prince Valiant haircut on him, he's gonna be, uh, he's gonna, he's definitely gonna, he's gonna look the role. And I don't know how shredded the dude is, because he's gonna be pretty much be walking around in a, uh, in like a, you know, a pair of uh, belts and a, in a loincloth. I want to butcher it. It's uh, Noah. Yeah. Uh, Centennial. Yeah. Centennial. Yeah, I'm not sure what his work is, but he's a younger, obviously very young guy. But um, what I with the redeeming quality, okay. But again, let's go back to you remember the Dolph Lundgren version? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Like so the, the but granted, granted, <laughs> I'm giving it a little bit more credit than that. But that's that, that's where I that's where I say that usually video game movies never do well. You know, I mean Doom. Even well, though, so you I mean, know. He-Man's not a video game movie; it's a child's cartoon. Well, no, that was a commercial for two. I mean, it was only ran for two years. Yeah, it was, it was ultimately like a the thing that it was Hasbro. Hasbro, Hasbro yeah, built that, Hasbro, then built the yeah. toys. So, I mean, it literally was a cartoon for for its commercial for toys. I mean, don't get me wrong; everyone loves it. Everyone can, you know, buy the power of Gray Skull, right? So, yeah, um, but here's the redeeming thing. Okay, so again, I, I, I'm already putting He Man on the trash heap, but. Um, from what I what I've read, it's I believe it's being written by the guys that wrote Iron Man, the two thousand eight okay. Iron Man. So, right. if we can get those guys to write a piece that is uh, pretty strong, that that would be pretty good. And it's being directed by um, the uh, Adam and Aaron Knee, which they've done a couple other smaller things. Um, I'm not sure about their like this genre, how strong they'll be in it. But I think if the writing is really good with those, like if if it comes off the way that they were able to do Iron Man, yeah, then I think that it's going to obviously help if the material is going to be much better. Taking, I, I don't know what what the the directors have done before, but you're you're taking a guy, you're taking John Favreau, 
and replacing them with those two directors, right? Like, I mean, the writers are, are, oh, are going to yeah. do the so writers, much. It's only a, yeah, I get, yeah. I, I get it. I completely get it. You can have the best lines in the world. Yeah, absolutely. You can have the best story. You can have the best sure. screenplay in the world. But if you have the wrong director behind it, you're right. You're right. And I mean, and then the wrong studio, wrong producers, wrong studio too. Will yeah. Hurt it a and lot. you know, that's a good, that's a good point. Cause I'm not, I don't sure. I'm not sure. It's who's, Sony. Okay. Sony yeah, owns Sony. He-Man. Sony's doing the He-Man movie. But who owns them? Uh, I mean, Hasbro owns the IP, I think. But but I mean, as far as movie. So they, they'll own... They're the, they're doing the, the He-Man movie. I'm, I've got it here. They're, Sony's doing the He-Man movie. Okay. All right. So you got Sony behind it. So yeah. you obviously got muscle behind this. Yeah. So I, I, I'm hoping it'll be good. But to me, it's like... I, I that might just be a, a a Blu-ray rental for me, but we'll we'll see. I hope it does yeah, better. I'll 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 give it, you know, until the first um, uh, until the first uh, at least the first uh, trailer, yeah, teaser to to, mm-hmm. to make any type of predictions on it you know mm-hmm. I, I don't know i i would like to see a good human movie it's not you know anything that i've asked for i don't think it's anything anybody's asked for well that's the okay um, so that's my point right so you just said mm, nobody's really asking for it well, right I, I mean that's that's kind of the thing though like you like the the people want to in, interject the things that that you don't know that you need, right? So, I mean, if it's if it's good, then I'm completely. I, I kind of know I don't. So. I I personally know no, I don't need a He-Man movie. <laughs> you know what I need? I need another He-Man music video. <laughs> yes, those are great. <laughs> but um, but hey, you know what? Stranger things have come um to the screen that have uh, have done well. So, but Stranger I, Things is on Netflix. Well, yes, true that that in itself, and that's that will be a podcast yeah, for sure, and uh, and a deep one because that is so 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 good. Yeah, but um, I, the, I by the way, there's there's a new graphic novel. I know that the the um the episodic releases have been uh, coming out until now, but there's they've done the complete graphic novel that's coming out um, May the seventh. Um, nice. Well, you'll you'll be able to read before I will yeah. because I'll be all town. But yeah. I'll be happy to get yeah. that for you. Yeah, no you'll, you'll pick that for my no Amazon worries. delivery. No um, worries. Sorry, Greg. We're, we're, I'm not picking up from Soundwave this time, but <laughs> uh, Matt will Matt will read it and fill me in on it. Yeah. So looking forward to it. Uh, I'll read it when we get back, and we'll, we'll be prepped and ready for for um, July whenever it comes here. Yeah. Well, those are the two. Those are the two movies that, that I, that just kind of jumped out at me that were, you know, I got some buzz on and obviously the trailer for Sonic that came out. So, yeah, um, I mean, we've, we've kind of hit Breitbart to death yeah, or Brightburn to death. We did that. Um, and there's going to be so much more to come on that because we're obviously going to go early premiere night for that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to we'll, go early premiere night. Yeah. Definitely, definitely come back, um, and, and listen to us after that because we'll definitely have a, a boatload to talk about. Yeah, we're gonna try to get somebody special in for that one too. I don't know. Yeah, make up that because I don't know if we'll be able to. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely come. That one's just intriguing, right? It's James Gunn first of all, and and then it's see. And again, I go back to this. I mean, I mean, Gunn has never disappointed. So no, I, 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 he doesn't disappoint me. So until he does. I'm on board. Like if they told me James Gunn was doing He Man, this would be a different conversation. Yeah, I mean, even even John Favreau, like right? Oh, so what, he, well, <laughs> he, he's done. He's done. Well, sure. He's done Ben Affleck Daredevil and things yeah. like that. Like he's done. He's done stuff that's fallen 
flat, at least yeah. in retrospect. But you know, I'll, I'll I'll go watch anything John Favreau does. Like yeah. I mean, it's it's not like yeah, but you know what? I, okay, do you want to talk about Daredevil a little bit? I mean, because sure. yeah, I mean, I mean the, 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 yeah, I mean, you you talk about, but again, like look at look at when Daredevil, it was just boom. Here's Daredevil. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, again, we talked about core characters in the stable with all these different, with DC and with Marvel and, and these other comic guys. But Daredevil has is always been there, but he's not been what you would say, you know, he's a tier two guy. And I mean, they don't mean to slam the Daredevil, but that's just true. And I mean, I think that, they, that uh, obviously Netflix brought a lot more attention to him and understanding of who he is. Yeah, I don't think but... people I don't think people knew enough about Daredevil to care. And I think no. that if the movie was better, it would have brought a lot more life to Daredevil, but since the movie was eh, then it just didn't it didn't work. But had there had this been a different character from like the tier 1 area, different story. But you, yeah, but, but I mean, neither was Iron Man either, right? So I mean, and well, no, well, Iron Man, oh, come on, everybody knew. I mean, Iron Man no, is a tier one guy. No, everybody didn't know Iron Man. They don't know his out. story, but everyone who Iron Man was only because of only because of the uh, of he's a, been in all the he's in the cartoons and all that type of stuff. I mean, Iron Man's always been around. I disagree. You don't think so? No, I think how I think, not? I think, you you actually think that? Okay, so. So that if I understand correctly what you're saying, you think that Daredevil's no, presence... No, 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 no. Let's go back. Let's go back to like when Daredevil was released. 2007. So when Daredevil came out, yeah, you correct. think that yeah, people's people's knowledge of Daredevil was on no, the same I level think, as Iron Man. Yes. No. The same. I disagree. I disagree with that. Mm. But I guess we'll just we'll just disagree. I just think that people most people know who Iron Man is. Yeah. I, now. But they knew then. No, I don't think. Why so. would they? Why would they open up that whole MC? They chose. They made a choice. They made a choice to start that whole MCU based on Iron Man. They made a choice to do that. Because because all their why the the characters that were very well known were already taken. You've got the Hulk. Those are taken by Universal, which they did something with Universal right. afterwards. I understand. And they've got Spider Man, which was done by Sony. Okay. Who owned the I, the IP as far as right. movies go? Okay, and so they they took Iron Man. So you think and, they settled and on a, Iron Man? They didn't settle on them. Like, but they had a, they okay, why didn't they do Captain America there's, first? I, I agree. There's they could have done a Captain America. They could have like they didn't necessarily settle. They met in the middle of the road. I'm going to say if you ask people to name characters, even back then. Iron Man would come Cap. up. I think Cap would have well, come no, no, up. Well, no, 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 no. Cap Man. would be first or, or be up there. But Iron Man would be in the top 10. I think uh, Daredevil Cap. wouldn't even crack the top 20. Wolverine. Um, but granted, that was owned by a different property too. But, um, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't. Iron Man would, would have. I think Iron Man comes in around the same as Daredevil. No. No. With a nomic, non comic no, book. I don't readers. think so. I don't think so, but uh, well, it is what it is. But anyways, I think it's positive that let us, let us know what you think in yeah. the comments. Yeah, do um, on on Facebook. Um, yeah. follow us at the Nerdforce Podcast um, or at Nerdforce Nerdforce underscore podcast. Yeah.
on Twitter. That it for uh, upcoming movies? You got anything yeah, else? well, I mean, we're, we're gonna we'll dive into Suicide Squad another time, but okay. I think that there's um, some interesting things going on with Suicide Squad that we definitely need to talk about. It's gonna take longer. So yeah. I think we got other topics you want to get to, but uh, yeah, we'll definitely within the next couple podcasts touch on that because I think there's a lot of interesting activity going on there. Um, definitely, they've announced the characters, so we'll, we'll address that and uh, and we'll yeah. talk about those folks and uh, save that for another week. Yeah, and I'll tell you, you know, I can probably link back to you exactly how each one of them tied to the Batman universe. For sure, oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll 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 go from there, but we'll um we'll revisit that because we want to make sure that we um things are there's a couple things that I think might change within the next week with that, so I really don't want to address yeah. it too soon. Yeah, so I mean, we'll, we'll have more to come in yeah. the next week. We'll have mm-hmm. Spider-Man trailer uh, most likely within the next week to talk about. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll I mean, we're talking about upcoming. I'm just, I just picked out a couple a couple movies that I thought that were interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know what? Has there been a He-Man video game? Mm-mm. Not that. I can Seriously? Think of. Yeah, not that I can think of. I can't think of one either. Mm. That's amazing to me. It's definitely on. Well, there will be one packs. after the movie. I don't know. Oh, there will be one I betcha. The there'll be a mobile game, maybe, but there won't be. A, I don't think there'll be a. Oh, there will be a platform or PC game. I think so. It's going to be on the Switch. <laughs> Watch. Uh-huh. we'll see okay we'll bet on that so moving on from yeah. from upcoming movies let's talk about a movie that's been out for a little bit and um for a little bit meaning a week and it seems a lot longer than a week yeah um endgame endgame's been out came out last week and you know we're still dissecting things as far as endgame goes and there's definitely a lot to dissect um I think last I counted, there were like 209 different Easter eggs within the game, and we're definitely not going to get that deep at any point. If you want to see us get that deep, then then you're going to have to subscribe and, and like <laughs> and share all And that promise you can you'll listen. And set up a Patreon for us. And it's, uh, you know, well, you know, we, we want to get that deep at some point, but it's just not right now. So, um, but I do want to talk about something that the Russo brothers were, or a Russo brother at least came out and said. I don't remember which Russo brother. Joe. Joe Russo? Okay. Yeah. Joe Russo. Joe's the, the shorter, heavier one, right? Yeah. Non-glasses. Uh, non-glasses one, yeah. That's a, definitely a nicer way to put it than I put it. <laughs> so, uh, but um, the, one that, the one that played the first openly gay uh, character within an NCO... Yeah. Um, film, which was a big highlight of the week, which you know I'm I'm all for and stuff, but um, he he mentioned uh, Captain America. We we I, I'd mentioned this last week, right? So Captain America goes back um, within a different timeline based upon the rules that they had set up. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain America, they they try to bring Captain America to back. Captain America doesn't come back, and then Captain America shows up on a bench um, next to them as old man cap. Yeah. Well, can we also preface with the rules are still being written? It's stated it. I think I, think I, know, I counted... They've like, been piecing together these rules. <laughs> I think it counted like a 
there were there were a few times that they they prefaced yeah the rules yeah within the movie to where like they this is how it is and so i mean you know just um you know balls and strikes here yeah that's that's how they 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 chose to do it and i i didn't i wasn't crazy about the way that they did the cat thing I don't know, i'm not either i got um, i got issues with it but um joe russo came out and he said that uh that the uh cap cap comes back the way that cap comes back is through um the same way that he went out he he goes out through the pin particles and, and through the quantum realm um returns everything instead of coming back right away he lives all his life up until the point peggy carter dies and then he uses the pin particles after Peggy Carter dies to come back to the same point. So, first of all, if he would have used the pin particles to come back at the same point, wouldn't he have came back on the platform? And then, um, second of all, uh, just curious about what that that does for the other timeline. Like, you know, the the whole point was to to cause as little effect on the other right. timelines as possible and then you're you're displaying captain america as this extremely selfish figure yep that wants to go and live his own life well okay versus... let's, hold on a second though let's not i don't want to use the word selfish and cap together because if anything selfish but he's not, he is a selfless he's not, he is probably the most one of the most altruistic type of heroes yeah right so he's done nothing just... but sacrifice himself for the greater good yes in, in a moment of weakness, in a, I think. Okay. In a moment I of weakness, he was. I think he was being very selfish. I, 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 I agree. Don't, I don't. He, I don't. he finally took a little me time. Yes. Yeah. yeah we can put it at that. Yeah. But I don't know. Was there anything that you uncovered? After well, you, this is what volume? I struggle with, and and again, I, I talk, and again, I'm. Not, I mean, there's terminology that people are starting to apply to all the different lines and so forth, but. I go with the primary timelines, what I'm calling it. The primary yeah, is what MCU timeline. Yeah, right? that's it, right? So Cap does what he does, right? So when he goes back, at that point, he's in a parallel timeline. Yep. Okay? But still in the same primary, okay? Uh, I think it's a branch off primary. But it's still... In the same way that you have the 616 and then the Ultimates universe. But there's still he's in a period of time where there's two caps. Yeah, yeah, he's he's okay. in a period of time. There's two, there are two caps. There's two caps, right? One's for one's on ice, one's on the rocks, and then Cap is is there with Peggy Card on doing the dance that he had promised. Okay, so again, regular Cap, normal Cap, yeah, continues down the primary line. No. Yes. On parallel line. Not, no, no, from from the point that he was off of ice, yeah, yes, and to and to the point currently, it's where he goes back in time, returns the stones, so it's it's not a paradox, right? And so it's not it's not this loop. It's not he a goes, loop. It's definitely not a loop. He goes he goes into a parallel timeline, yes. and there's there's the current cap. We don't know what happens after that to say whether he My talks to the current is, cap. He's exactly yeah. those two. Are running along, well, for lack so of a better term, he's running in parallel with the primary line. We're given some evidence for that. Well, you we're, have to. You definitely have evidence because the shield's busted. Yep. 
and then he brings a full shield back. Yep. So at some point, he has either had a new shield made, or he is... And he took Mjolnir with him. Exactly. Doesn't come back with Mjolnir. Exactly. So, are we talking... Okay, so did did he go back and interfere with this situation to a degree? But then again, this is what I don't understand about... All right, so this is Captain America, right? So, if he goes back, knowing him, and, and how he... Who he is, knowing the devastation that is forthcoming, okay... And who he is, his core being, I struggle with understanding how he would not have figured out a way to prohibit those activities from occurring, Mm. you know, or guiding it in a different direction because he's very obviously super smart too, right? So the other issue that I, I mean, that's, that's one thing. So to me, it's like he should, I think he should at some point, he had to have at some points, cross the streams. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, again, they talk about, okay, just because you do that doesn't change the reality, right? There was this whole reality discussion that goes on with this, too. So, but, I can't see how pivotal all the things that Cap was involved in throughout that other primary timeline that the other Cap is there that isn't at some point, even if he's in the shadows shepherding things a different way or, or pushing something a different way, or if he's, in, if he's with Peggy, how is he not... How, okay, so if time-traveling Cap is with Peggy mm. and has influence with Peggy, he could be using Peggy to help influence these things yeah. so that I mean, they Peggy's don't occur. Peggy's still Agent Shield, right? Presumably. Exactly. Yeah. So it, that didn't change, right? So that's the one By that, the way, Peggy, these people are... Within Shield, they're not really Shield agents. Like they're exactly they're Hydra. Yeah, yeah. So that that I struggle with a little bit too. Now the other thing that I struggle with too, and I'm not sure how much that they pay. Granted, that does lead to the Cap Hydra storyline within the comics. Exactly. That lays, you know, if if Cap was to go back, and Cap was this this point as as where they Cap was on ice originally within the timeline. Right. Cap goes back. Cap still on the the cap in that timeline still on ice, but Cap that we know goes in there, and he is he's able to go covert covertly underneath the um, the the spectrum of you know I'm going to go in there as a Hydra agent, and then we go uh, as a double agent within Hydra, and then go and break this thing apart before um, the Winter Soldier timeline. Yeah. And yeah, it definitely works out. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, I mean, he could have prevented the whole uh, in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could have prevented these things from occurring. Now, again, they're saying that that uh, this is where this is where it starts to get confusing for me. It's like, okay, you can do these things, but it doesn't mean that you're going to change reality. Okay. They're saying reality is reality, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't see how that holds up when you have this. This individual that is so again altruistic, okay, selfless, yeah, idealistic, I- idealistic, yeah, all those things, right? He's doing something. The only selfish thing Cap's ever done is this. He yeah. did his duty. He did the stones, right? Yep. Did his duty. We think. No, I mean he. He even it, it's presumed that that's the last stone. Presumed, right? Yeah, and so I don't think they held on to him. 
But so, anyways, the one thing he does do, I, I just don't, I just don't see it. I, I don't see. It. But what I, what I, one thing that I saw in the movie too was like, well, I got a couple more things too. So, but the first thing was yeah, like, on the subject. <laughs> The first thing was when he was going to do that, he's going to be gone for what five minutes, right, or a minute, or whatever it was. Yeah. Five minutes, just back. I mean, the whole bye bye to like Bucky five thing. Seconds, yeah. Come on. Well, so but that he knew. that that leads me to believe he knew before that Bucky already knew. Yeah, I think and, I think it was it was more and of so, okay. So that leads me to believe that he did he did have contact and he did have. Some form of influence, obviously, he had to have. Yeah. No, I mean, but but within separate timelines, right? So I mean, but but you... but this okay I, okay this is this is where I this is where I struggle with this because separate timelines I get. Yeah. Okay. Separate timelines, two caps. Yeah. Okay. So they they're still running parallel. With the main Bucky primary, have known. I think it was. I think it was more of uh, Bucky recognized the look in his eye. Uh, you think? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, you know, I the know. same way that. Okay, well, okay, that brings me to my next point then. Okay. Yeah. So my next point is this. So, Bucky sees it in his eyes. Yeah. Cap's got crazy eyes, so obviously he knows. Bucky knows that Cap's going to do something. Hmm. So he's just like, "Go get him, Cap." Yeah. Okay, now why would Puck, why would Bucky be so understanding of the mantle getting passed to Falcon and not him? Because Bucky's been on arc where Bucky has been brainwashed. Bucky's been Bucky's he's, good he's now, not, but at that point, Bucky's but is is Bucky? Are you truly at at at? Bucky's, a, dude, Bucky's his homeboy. That's his boy. He, he's his boy, but Cap knows Bucky as well as Bucky knows Bucky. And does Bucky know that he is not, there's not still some part of him that will revert back to the Winter Soldier Bucky? Right? So I think I think Bucky with himself doesn't, doesn't have full confidence within you know his own with his own character arc of, of him, him not going back to that that Winter Soldier piece of him. Um, I, I agree with with the the way that they went with Falcon. I would have loved to see a Bucky Winter or Bucky Cap at some point, but I'm I'm okay with the way that they went. It no, was, I'm okay with the way they went. I'm not yeah. I'm not questioning the way I, that they went. I think yeah. it's I think it's a good decision. Yeah, I think it's going to play very well. Yeah, and I think that they I mean obviously they. They always, they they show that dynamic between the two. They're very symbiotic, those two. Yeah. You know, and they play well with each other. Obviously, they they obviously they fight extremely well together. They know each other. They know mm-hmm. everything that's going on, and you know you you, you see that, and you especially think, see it in the earlier movies where like when he's jogging around the in yeah. uh, DC left, yeah. and and all that stuff. You know. Yeah. So you, you know that that tightness is there. Yeah. But that tightness is not nearly as tight as it is with Bucky. Well, but I mean, you, you got to look at the character. The character is um, the if you take the if you take the two characters and you 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 judge them upon Cap. I think that Falcon within this universe that we know um, within MCU falls closer 
to that cap role. He's he's more. Um, yeah, but wouldn't this idealistic? Also... He's more. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, falling in line with things. I I think Bucky's not there yet. Yeah, but but wouldn't you say that Bucky is on a redemption arc? No, absolutely. Yeah. So, so wouldn't is... wouldn't in a redemption arc for Bucky be to move to that point? Yeah, but I don't think he's there. I think Falcon's there. Okay, the other thing that I the other thing that I that I found a little strange too is again and again not everything goes back to the comics. We know Mm -hmm. that, right? Yeah. So they're they're gonna base things. They're gonna base right. right. Well, if they're gonna base it, yeah, it's gonna go back to the comics at some point. Well, it goes back. I mean, obviously, we're not. No one's denying the fact that Cap was injected with uh, Super Soldier Serum, right? Yeah. Okay, well, what does that do? It it it, it causes uh, it slows the aging, aging process, process yeah. right? Yeah. So we don't know how long. So how Cap was within that so, timeline? Ex- well, obviously he was there for a hell of a, a long, long time, time yeah. because if he went back to that point, he went back at a point in time that he would have been. Or I mean, he was he. So let's say let's say he's probably thirty five whenever he. He's out, and that's not judged on anything like right. That's that's he's we're we're living in. He comes back 2012 ish, right for the for the battle in New York. This first uh-huh. time we see him in this present timeline, and then we're we see him uh, 2018 plus five years, so six plus five years, eleven years later. So, um, if, if, even if he was. He did the World War Two thing, World War Two. If he enlisted when he was eighteen, World War Two, he would have been uh, twenty-four by the time that World War Two ended. Um, he comes out and he's um, eleven years older, thirty-five. So um, thirty-five when it goes back to nineteen forty-four, and then even if they were to go, if he was to go up to, and so still, you're talking like a, what? teens of years yeah we're talking about like 70 years no 80 years has passed oh it's passed since he went back in time right yeah but we know what cap looks like but we know what cap looks like now yeah right yeah in the primary line you see what he looks like yeah so why would cap that comes back look like that because he's old not that old 80 years older no. He's 115 years old. No. Why not? Why isn't he 115 years old? He goes... Okay. So Cap goes back. Yeah. Okay. To 1946. Okay. When he goes back, how old is he? 35, you said. 35. Okay. 1946 to 2020. So he's 35. And the other Four. Cap is how old? Uh, he would have been... He would have been 35 and like... 2024. No. How old was he when Cap went back? Um, He would have been like 18 on ice. On ice? Yeah. Okay, but he was or out of ice within a year. 24 on ice, yeah. Okay, so he's out. When he's out, he's 24. Yeah. And Cap would be 40. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, The guy, I mean, would, it, the it guy looked like on, he was sitting on a bench it, like Tuesdays with well, Maurice. It, it depends upon when he came out. Because because the cap that we know comes out in 2012, so cap that we know with MCU at that time would have been 
much older than 40. He would have been, you know, 19, 40, 46 to 19 or 2012. So, okay, again, 15, I don't know. I don't know how well the serum retards your growth or your aging. No, and, and that's, you know. that's what the Russo brothers are playing to. Yeah, and that that I struggle with a little bit. And there's nobody else that and, that and, we know of within this MCU that has that. And when the comics, no, there's other had, people that have like smaller portions of it in their system. Nick Fury, Nick Fury has a little bit in the them. comics. Within the comics, they do, and so does um, yeah. So does uh, what's her Black name? Black Widow. Black Widow does too. Yeah. But, so, but we don't we don't know that within the the context of them. It, it, That's what I'm saying. I understand. Yeah. I still think I, we can hash the age thing out again. I, I need to write this down. Yeah. And, 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 and I started drawing uh, graphs of this and lines to try to put it, like these points in there to see how this would all phase through. I just don't think he would be that old. He no, wouldn't look yeah. that old. Yeah, I mean, I... I... So, I well, I mean, again, that's just, you know... It, and you know what? That's what they made these movies for. Yeah. You know, and that's where they leave you thinking, and that's, you know... But that's one of the things that I just, I struggled with with that to a degree because you know again and we talked about it last week too you know when uh and again i'm still hung up on the loki thing so you can you can correct me on the loki thing again and straighten me out because if cap can run a parallel to the primary timeline why can't loki yeah i agree so i think i think it's gonna be the Loki series, I I would be inter- I'm I'm completely interested in see how they way they the way that they do it, right? So whether it's current Loki that we saw within Endgame, mm-hmm. that that you know goes from 2012, and whether he's on a new redemption arc, which would work great. Well, that's what he does. Or, that's what Loki rolls. He does it. That's how he rolls. He he's a redemption mm-hmm. arc guy all the time. He does stupid yeah. stuff, then he becomes good, then he goes bad, and then he goes good, and then he goes bad. That's how yeah, Loki goes. Yeah, I mean, we're 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 seeing we're seeing at Loki at his lowest of his lows within the 2012. Oh well, of course. Right. I mean, that literally so, was rock bottom for Loki. That was, that was absolutely, and that's that's my point. Is is there's a difference between. Loki moving towards rock bottom, which would be if we saw Loki in the past, mm-hmm. versus if we saw Loki that we met in 2012. But Loki can go back now, and he has that knowledge, yes, so then he can I also know. alter that. But again, I guess the, well, what I struggle with move within space, right? Yeah. So, but if he, you know, if he if he moves from place to place, oh, you know what? Space, Your point's taken right there. That probably ends it right there. To be honest with you, he moves in space, so. I mean, that, that could be a thing, too. Like, I mean, they've got plenty of different, like... No, I mean, you're right. I mean, you're moving in space is completely different, so I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean... I get it. Yeah, they, they could work either way, is all I'm saying. Yeah. They, they, haven't, they haven't came up with an official synopsis, at least to my knowledge. Everybody's no. been working on the assumption that that's going to be kind of a quantum leap type of thing. Yeah. Where, like, we're going to see Loki throughout times of, period, or times of history... However, they could as easily do it to where Loki moves from, you know, nowhere to, um, to, uh, you know, the Cree universe yeah. to, yeah, you know, within yeah. 2012 or, or not Cree, but, um, you know, what have you. Um, yeah. So I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm very intrigued. 
Oh, I can't wait. I mean, I, I, I personally, obviously, I think everyone's made it clear. I want to know what happens to Loki. Yeah. So I, I, I need to know. Yeah. So I yeah, like so Loki. So they're real. So. Speaking of badasses. Yeah. Let's talk about Arya Stark this past week. Oh, 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 oh bad. Oh, yes. Yeah. So anybody that missed the last episode, we had um, Game of Thrones resident expert oh. on the, the podcast, um, Seth. Seth knows everything there is to know about Game of Thrones. It, and at this point, you know, it's speculation on our parts. Um, a little bit more educated speculation on Seth's part. Yeah. Um, however, um, even at this point, George R. R. Martin has said that, you know, the, the TV show has gone a little bit different than he's going to go within the books as he's writing the final books. Um, of course they're going to go different. Who would buy the books? Yeah. Yeah. Knowing the end of it. Um, but again, if you read those tomes, you would definitely probably want to finish in Bad Boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. If you've read, you know, four books in at this point. Yeah. And, you know. um, I, I think that, you know, the, we can talk about the, the episode a little bit more in depth. The, the, the... We switching over now and we're going to Game of Thrones? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. On to Game, Game of, Thrones. of Thrones. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. So the, the, the episode's definitely darker in tone oh okay and, and tone okay, and lighting on. hold yeah. on a second i want to talk darker in tone yeah. and, and darker lighting. in tone how about i i spent the first 20 minutes adjusting my television to different cinematic views yeah. aspect ratios tuning in and like touching tent and everything else to try to get a better visual and don't get me wrong i appreciate the darkness I like it, but could you, I mean, give me, I mean, there were some parts in there. Now, maybe it was to mask the, I mean, obviously there was so much CGI in that. It was, mm-hmm. it was obscene and maybe that helped clean that up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that it was in dark times. That makes sense, you know, but still, I mean, it made the fire cool and, and stuff like that. But I was just, I kept waiting to get something where I could get some clear visuals. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, that is the only, only issue that I had with it, and it just that bothered me. And so I mean, and, you know, the the episode speaks in itself to that. The episode's name was called "The Long Night," right? It's it's it's, it's a pinnacle. It should have been to, "Long Dark Night." Yeah, well, I think it's a, it's a pinnacle to to the 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 peakness mm-hmm. of night. Yeah, it's 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 the point where everything comes to a head, but it, it comes to a head in a very dark manner. Yes, and I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the perspective of um, a horror type of um, genre seeping yeah. through mm-hmm. uh, to where you you've got the you've got the army of of the Night King, and um, you've got the you don't see anything similar to what you would see within um, any great horror movie, whether it's. Uh, Final Destination, where they go through and and you see this thing moving along, but you never like really see a true entity mm-hmm. embodying the thing that they're all running from. Yeah. The same way that the the writer and the directors of this episode do, um, to where you you don't you you got you got the first ten minutes without any with one line of dialogue, yeah. and then the the rest of it or or the first half of it you you. You're waiting in anticipation. And I was I was literally waiting on the edge of my seat. 
yeah. on this. And I I respect what they did with this. Um, as far as as far as anticipation building, I I can understand where most people would have problems with it because at the heart of it, it's probably to lower production cost. However, um, I I also enjoyed it because of that. Yeah, I it, it, to me, you know, once I just accepted the fact that this is how it's going to be, mm-hmm. and then I just said, okay, I'm done messing with the TV after ten minutes. I'm like, okay, then I'm good. I just then I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, and I think that you know that opening um, battle scene with the Dothraki going in with the flames, swords lit, and mm-hmm. then you don't see it. All you see are the flames going out. Boom, boom, boom. Out, 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 out. That 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 was just as good as a battle scene to me. Yeah. You know, that was really a good piece of work right there. I really, yeah. I thought that was cool because really, I mean, you, those guys are just complete ass kickers and you know it, you yeah. know? So you were expecting to see them going swords a blazing in there and start just like hacking. No, didn't happen. Did not happen. Wiped them out. That was, I thought that was, I thought that was a good scene. And I mean, it, even though it wasn't, you know, what you saw on the rest of the show, you know, with the, with the upfront fighting, I thought that really was was an interesting take because it just took out what I would say if I was running an army. You know, those are my marines and they're gone. No, absolutely. You that's know, the, that was so. the thing. You know, they're they're marine recon, mm-hmm. right? They go through and they they um, the premise is that they'll be able to go and take out the uh, the um, some whites with mm-hmm. with their their flaming swords, right? Yeah. So they go in charging in, and and they're just there's there's this huge army waiting from the other side, and they don't see it, and it's it's in the same way that we saw like white walk climbing over white, and and just imagine you go through and you 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 meet this wall of of giant and and white climbing over white, and and they're just like yeah thrusting themselves upon you, and yeah. very few of the people make it back. Um, well, I didn't think scarred, so yeah. you know it's it's. Um, I I appreciate what they do with it. It's I'm not, you know, would I have liked to see something more grandiose? Sure, but you know I, I see that's where I, I differ. I like I like grandiose, and we had grandiose later on, yeah. but that kind of set the tone for me. It's like, oh, this isn't something to be trifled with. Yeah, you know, this is not going to go well. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is not. Oh no! I, I was you know? I was surprised by how well they made it out of it. Yeah, uh, I was expecting I was expecting Winterfell to be completely burnt to the ground. Yeah, by the time they left yeah. the, the episode, and there and there's yeah, completely. So, what do you think? Uh, obviously, we had um, differing opinions on uh, how things were going to end up in this episode, with especially with Seth um, and. And well, for the record, can I say that I was right about the crypt? Yeah, you're okay, right, definitely you. right about the crypt. All right, thanks. Yeah, both <laughs> Seth and I were wrong about the crypt. You were right about the crypt. We're, uh, you know, I, I was surprised that they did that. I, I, I felt I didn't like, think they would either. I, I really did. Yeah. I mean, I thought, I mean, it just didn't make sense to it was, me. It was a little cheap, yeah, in all honesty. Um, but it, it gave that opportunity for Tyrion and, um, Sansa. Sansa to have that moment there too. So yeah, yeah, I get that. I just I felt like it was it was a little cheap. Yeah, but 
You know, it, it didn't it didn't take away from anything. I think overall. No, no, no completely not. No, so, it was almost like a subplot, subline. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. that was that was definitely a subplot. To everything. Um, it'll be interesting to what see what they do to the characters coming forward, Tyrion and, and Sansa, because um, a, a Stark has to stay in Winterfell, right? Yeah. Um, Arya seems like she's she's not interested in huh. keeping the throne with uh, John's new found lineage. Yep. He's he's definitely moving forward and staying with Danny. I think he's moving forward towards King's Landing in the next episode. Um, I think Sansa's staying there. Tyrion's probably going with Danny and into King's Landing. Yeah. Well, I think John's John's going to end this, is what he's doing. Yeah, I, I, I still, I'm still, I'm still on board with with John being the guy. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen, and I think that we, you know, I talked about his leadership skills and stuff before. I think that um, the way this is, I mean, John's just doing what's what I think, you know, what what's right. You know what I mean? He's gonna he finish this up, he wrap this one up. He's going to go wrap this other one up. You know what I mean? And then at that point, I think, you know, I still think he's going to be dubbed as the dude. And then at that point, I think he uh, gives it back to the people. So, yeah. Not that we're asking that question, but that's what I think. And I think that, you know, like he's still, yeah, he's on, I mean, he, this is what he has. So he's on this side. This is the side that he's on. And, you know, and in his mind, it supports and it's align- it aligns with his personal beliefs. It aligns with the direction that he feels that this whole, you know, continent, country should be in. These kingdoms should be in. It's in line with that. So at this point, it all fits for him. And so it makes sense that he's going to keep doing this and pushing forward. And if Danny's part of that, then great, you know. But, you know, if Danny strayed, what do you think John would do, though? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a tough one, too, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think John's. Oh, we've, I don't, we've said this a couple times in this episode, but John's an idealist, and, yeah. and John's. Um, uh, I think John's got Danny's back, but uh, up until a point, Danny, John's got John's got this greater movement towards all these. He's got this greater ideal of of what things should be, and and so far, Danny's represented that. However, you know, if Danny falls astray from that, I think that John will, will go and pick up things. I don't think that's necessarily going to be a worry for this season. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think Johnny, uh, I think John's going to be the the leader for for the the battles to come and the 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 push towards the Iron Throne. Um, I think ultimately, like we're we're right in the same boat as far as like where it's going to end up at. I think as far as getting there, like I think that um, there's going to be a lot more to play there. I think I think Jamie Tyrion are going to play a bigger part. I think either Jamie or Tyrion are going to to end Cersei and uh, kill Cersei. But um, after that, I think John's going to take it up and, and say, you know, he'll take it on for for a second and then yeah. be like, no, this is yeah. With his first decree, he'll do this. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll see. There were some great scenes in there, though. I mean, I mean, I loved how they uh, they did uh, Brianna. I thought that was cool. Yeah. 
I mean, I just, I, you know, Brandon and Jamie, yeah, I just side by side. Oh, that's cornered. great. I mean, it's so awesome. Yeah. You just, you know, what? I just root for her every time. I always have. I, I mean, all the trials and tribulations that she's Bear? been through. You know. What about Little oh Marmont? That yeah. was great. That was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I yeah. love her, dude. She is, she is something else. I mean, isn't she though? I mean, yeah. really. I mean, for a little kid to do that type of role too. Yeah. And to demand that, I mean, she commanded. Oh, yeah. That. The, she she owned that. And she, oh, is oh, my God. Top notch. Yeah. Top notch. Because you know what? You believed it. I oh, believed yeah. it. You know what I mean? And she is, she was no joke. And, and the way that she took down that giant dude, that was crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? Hey, you know, she's, uh, she'll be down in lore. I'm sure that maybe there'll be a little song written in the other books, maybe about her, but. <laughs> Yeah. Jane song there'll be a little yeah. bear song yeah. little bear song and there is it little bear they call her little bear yeah little bear the, uh, little was there just bear or little bear I just call her bear because she kind of scares me but yeah but uh, you know very interesting like like deaths that I wouldn't have predicted originally um, definitely definitely wouldn't have predicted um, Arya to take the final strike although it makes no. complete sense makes good sense Makes yeah. good sense. I didn't see that though. No, I did not see that at all. Well, I, I thought that uh, Greyjoy just that was really. I mean, that was the choice that he made. Well, I mean, he's he's on redemption arc, right? Like we talked about this last week. Like, like this series seems to take people that are on a redemption. Okay, so arc. okay, so let's get this straight, right? Okay, yeah. so we will out Bran because that's all we can do with Bran. He just gets wheeled places and he stares goofily mm-hmm. at people for yeah. hours. Okay, so he gets a whale to the tree, and now he's like super goofy. Yeah, rolls right? his eyes into that. Yeah, rolls his eyes and does this whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. So then you got him there with a bunch of just a sparse amount of archers mm-hmm. have managed to hold everybody. Everybody's dead, mm-hmm. but wheelchair kid and him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So at this point, we're having this moment. Mm-hmm. Him sacrificing himself serves what purpose? None. Yeah. I mean, it it just okay. So he was told other he, than he, other he than gets told by Bran of all people, yeah. "You're a good man." Yeah. Okay. So is, he just needed someone to tell him that. Yeah. No, I think he he came to the realization he's he's been working on his things like throughout, and and so he he stood he stood up for his sister right, and he 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 not only grabbed his place within his family again, but he also grabbed himself within himself um, and, and became, went from, from Reek back to, um, yeah. Uh, Greyjoy. Greyjoy. Urine, yeah. or not so, urine. Urine, is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, urine, well, again, we've discussed this before. Yeah, I have a real problem with all the names. I yeah. want everyone to be named like Fred and John and you just be, make it easy. Yeah. But, uh, but the, yeah, he, he's, he's, you know he's he's now himself again and then he goes back to sansa and then he pledges his allegiance to sansa and then um he comes back to bran and then he he makes up for bran for for you know exiling him mm-hmm. whatever um after the battle of uh the the starks right and the bottom line if you if you have upset bran or treated him poorly in the past he he's forgives everybody you. oh yeah, he does too. He got shoved out the window, and he forgave that guy. Yeah, well, it was, it was more or less forgiving on than it was strategic. But yeah, you know, sure. well, he does. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't. I I personally, and again, you can again. I watch this as a fan. I just watch it. I watch the show. I don't. I never read the books. I just watch it as a fan. No, I, I, I find I find that character to be annoying. I think the I think the guy that acts <laughs> the guy, the guy that plays him, does a great job with the yeah. character. I just personally just find it annoying. annoying yeah. I just find the character annoying. And I think that obviously he has purpose in the in the script and he has purpose in the show and all this stuff. But just I, I just I don't like him. No. And I don't mean that I don't like the actor because I think I don't like him because he's acting so well. Yeah, he's, you he's know, acting the character. And he's doing what, you know, he and he and those pieces are all there, but he's just like, I'm like, really? No. I just, and then, I don't know. And then if you, if he was that important, would you only send like 20 archers around a tree with him? You wouldn't send anything else. Well, and you've got, and he's, he's within in our circle of, of, you know, everybody Last time else. I checked, I don't, I don't know about some master archery guild or yeah. anything. You know, I mean, they're just standard archers that are there. Yeah, I mean, he, he's not going to be like, Around Silt or Silt Team Six or anything like that. He's well. Why he's would within, he be? He's that important? Last, yeah, I don't know that necessarily everybody believes that he's that important. Yeah. At that well, point, like I mean, if, yeah. if put into perspective, if like if if you were with that position, like somebody that was like I know the future and like like you know, okay, whatever, kid, yeah. and we'll play along to your thing and we'll play along John Smith's thing to to make him happy, but. We're going to give you this amount, and then we're going to go kill a bunch of whites with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get. I mean, let's let's get over that. I mean, that's that's just my own personal take. But, <clears throat> but I do think that uh, the taking down of uh, the, the king, king. Oh, yeah. fantastic. No, absolutely fantastic. Great. Yeah. And that guy, and that guy. Yeah. What he did, without uttering a word. Yeah. In that entire the expression show, on his face. Is so within that moment ridiculously good. Yeah, and he's a stunt man. That's how they got that guy. Yeah, they picked him. They had he wasn't the original. Oh yeah, he wasn't the original because I think it was after, um, I don't know which battle it was, but they called him and said, "Do you want to be him?" And he just said yes, and that was it. And next thing you know, that he was it. And obviously, after that, he became much more of a player in the in the movies or in the TV oh, show. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I can't say what what he... I mean, just his little... His head turns and his his mannerisms. Yeah. And, I mean, he spoke without speaking, and you knew what he was thinking and what he was saying. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just... I don't think... I don't know if he'll ever get his due, you know? I mean, he will from fans probably, but... Um, I, he was fantastic, and then that last scene was just—I mean, it doesn't get better than that. that no, was absolutely, great. I completely agree. It's um, yeah, he's he a fantastic actor, and that 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 portrayal of like like his that just that face that he makes yeah. like right then. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Yeah. I mean, um, in, in the face when he had her by the neck yeah. and was holding her up, he's like, "You're done." Yeah. Oh, holy son, you don't know. You yeah. don't know. And knowing and as an actor, knowing what's coming next, and then yeah. like and then and then betraying, like switching a flip or mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, flipping a switch like that for those mm-hmm. that aren't dyslexic. Um, but it's uh, you know, I don't. It, it, he's just, he's a fantastic actor. He's I think he's going to go on to do other things, 
beyond this. Hey, he could do stuff without having to even talk. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I think the... I think this is going to be a launching pad for him, and we're yeah. going to see a lot more of him. I, I think he's Norwegian or Swedish. I'm not sure about that. I don't but... think it matters. <laughs> it doesn't matter either. Yeah. Language, yeah. or he can get a language coach. Yeah. Uh, at, at that, or he can be in the new Die Hard movie coming up, which that's coming yeah. out too. Yeah, the so, John McClane movie. Yeah. The McClane movie. So yeah. So, <clears throat> what do you think of uh, Game of Thrones? Let us know in the comments. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe to the Facebook. Um, we're at 54 followers as of today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw 54 new followers, actually. I think we're at 56 followers, too. Yeah. Um, so, it's um, organic and we're growing, man. Yeah, organic, we're growing. Um, you know, this is as much your channel as it is ours. Um, and we definitely want to portray it that way. Um, we, we've got some cool things identified for what we're wanting to do for it. Um, we do. I wanted to say we had a couple listeners that have asked. Uh, one um, AD had asked that we talk um, Kevin Smith action mm-hmm. with the new reboot and stuff, and we are going to do that. Yeah, it's just we're going to wait a little bit. Huge Kevin Smith. Yeah, so AD will definitely get to that for sure, um, and we can probably do basically that'll be one solid podcast, I think, because of, we can discuss his work ad nauseum. But um, we will get to that for sure. So please uh, be patient. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, we're definitely into that. I can, I can talk Kevin Smith all day. Um, you know, the one thing that I did want to mention is that that we we do have things um, in 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 line for what we're wanting to do um, with the the podcast. Um, we're we're definitely reaching out. Fifty seven likes. Um, so once we get to one hundred, we've got a giveaway in place. Um, we're planning for that giveaway. So, um, getting things prepped. So make sure that you, you do like, and subscribe. If you're listening to this to the Facebook page, at tell your friends podcast. If you're not already, tell your friends. Absolutely. Um, uh, very excited for what we're doing. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at, um, at under four, uh, at nerdforce underscore podcast. We're on, uh, anything that you can find podcast at, uh, if we're not at where you find podcast at, let me know uh, through the Facebook page or through Twitter, and I will be more than happy to, to set that up so we are where you find podcast at. Um, but as of right now, I think I've hit all the points yeah. there. Um, but thank you for listening, guys. You you truly are the reason that we keep on going with this. Um, we enjoy it, but you know it's. Um, it's 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 the listeners that that really drive us to, to record these th- things. Otherwise, we'd just be talking to each other. So, <laughs> which is still entertaining. Still entertaining, but, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, got lots of cool things going um, in the near future. Uh, make sure to t- stay tuned. Um, until next time, this has been the Nerd Force Podcast. <laughs>